Welcome to MediaPost's Brand Insider. I'm your host, Steve Smith, Editorial Director of Events here at MediaPost. Each week, we interview marketing leaders from companies old and new about how they build and evolve their brands on an unpredictable media and culture terrain. In addition to this full audio interview in podcast form, we also publish a companion newsletter with highlights from the Q&A. MediaPost has been covering marketing and media news for over 20 years. You can find the Brand Insider Weekly as well as our daily coverage at MediaPost.com. Now, let's get into it. We want to welcome to Brand Insider, Brendan Americks, who is the CEO of Smarty Pants Vitamins. She joined the supplements company over a year ago uh, after a 15-year career at Unilever. Uh, Smarty Pants is a vitamin and supplements company founded over a decade ago. Earlier in its life, Smarty Pants uh, marketers appeared at our own summits, uh, but it's been a while. Uh, seven or eight years ago, they were building the brand on sampling and attaching themselves to live opportunities to taste and try the product. That's what we talked about a long time ago. So it is long overdue that we catch up with the brand and find out how it's evolved from now. Brenda, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so let's catch up. Uh, tell us since then, since five, six years ago, when a lot of energy was being spent uh, on uh, being present at marathons, at various live events to get people to taste this. I believe you guys are one of the innovators of the soft supplement um, uh, format um, and to get people to try it. Um, how has it evolved since then, both in terms of um, what your main marketing channels are, but also the product mix? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you'll be pleased to hear, actually, some things haven't changed. So as you mentioned, sampling, sampling is still a really big part of our Smarty Pants Vitamins uh, marketing mix. And the reason for that is our vitamins taste so darn delicious. We actually talk to them about but being so craveable, um, mm -hmm. as soon as somebody takes them, um, they understand that this is actually something that they themselves and more so, most importantly, that their kids will actually take. So mm -hmm. not only are we incredibly nutrient dense, um, and we all know there's some vitamins like omega, you know, a lot of us older uh, generation who have mm -hmm. had that in the past, fish oil is not necessarily the most uh, delicious thing to take. Um, so that's really what Smarty Pants delivers is all these great nutrients, but in a, in a format, a gummy format, that's actually really delicious to take. So sampling is still a really, really big part of our uh, our marketing um, go-to-market strategy. So let's talk about how that part has evolved in terms of what the footprint is of the sampling and the kind of sampling and the events and the venues that you yes. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, in the past, it was very, um, you know, marathons, etc, festivals, um, we really now focus um, very specifically on retailer marketing. Um, so obviously, now we have a bigger footprint in terms of distribution, everything from Amazon to Costco to your typical bricks and mortar. Um, and specifically, actually mentioning Costco, Costco um, is really where we lean into with demonstrations with the sampling, we find that works incredibly Incredibly well for us. So we have evolved that way in terms of uh, more sophistication in terms of where we're sampling and specifically leaning into retailer marketing. Uh, tell us a little bit about product growth. What the, you know, what, how many SKUs are we talking about now and what sort of products have you moved into? Yeah, so we actually have a full portfolio of 36 products spanning all life stages from baby right through to, um, to what we call our master's line. Um, we all gummy formats, capsule formats, et cetera, and across all different benefit formats. 
Um, I will say though, um, our number one, you know, number one and number two SKUs continue to be our kids formula as well as our prenatal formula. That's really where um, we've built a lot of awareness and, and equity. And yeah, in terms of growth of the company, I mean, it has been exponential growth over the decade um, that Smarty Pants um, has been in market. Um, not surprisingly, obviously the pandemic really accelerated the growth um, for us and the whole category. I think what we've really seen is just health and wellness in general is at the forefront of people's minds and, and will continue to be so and being more proactive with health versus reactive with health. Um, how much has your, your and what, what's the shape of your direct channel? I mean, um, you, I, obviously you mentioned Amazon as, as a major venue. Yes. In terms of what are you doing on site and with your own direct direct channel to consumers through your own brand? Yeah, so we do have a small uh, DTC business, um, but I would say that we look at it more as a marketing channel, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so this is where we actually really engage with our direct-to-consumer um, uh, consumers in terms of new products, new launches, getting ratings and reviews, um, and really using it as more of a marketing um, tool in our arsenal versus an actual uh, marketplace, where Amazon is obviously where we, where we really continue to focus. So let's put all of this into a broad marketing mix in terms of where your expenditures go. What piece, you know, how are you using media, for instance, to support the sampling and the various and the various um, retail channels? Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned that I come from, you know, a big Unilever CPG background. I mean, this is where Smarty Pants Vitamins is different than the really big um, you know, national uh, national brands where um, our marketing mix first and foremost is focused on awareness. I mean, that is our number one job still today with Smarty Pants is building our overall awareness and penetration. So all your your standard awareness um, tactics, right? Um, but I will say we well, focus. Well, hang on a second to, to, yeah. to connect back to your the, your difference between Unilever at Unilever. That tactic would be. Here's uh, a cup. Here's twenty, thirty million dollars. Let's start doing <laughs> yeah. a lot of TV. So tell us how. When you say the usual channels for growing awareness for a CPG of your size, what does that mean? Yeah, absolutely. So when we think awareness of Smarty Pants, it's very much meeting the consumer where she is, but in very specific channels of um, point of purchase. So okay. again, we really lean into awareness uh, driving tactics in retail as an example, obviously on digital in terms of where she is. We're just starting to tap into influencers as an example in terms of awareness driving. We're really at the at the beginning parts of that. Um, yeah, but you're but yes. really using physical retail as your main yes. as your main billboard. As I, I, I'm gathering a lot of shopper marketing deals, making sure that you're prominent in in, in absolutely at, shopper at marketing, yeah. retail, yes, sampling, word of mouth. As you know um, from Smarty Pants way back, that was also a big part of how we grew the business. Was simply from word of mouth. Our product performance and the delivery of the product um, is superior, and so we do have moms actually just talking to each other um, in terms of how effective not only the product is, but that their kids will actually take it. So word of mouth still continues to be a part of our mix, but now taking it to the next level of influencers and what we call momfluencers um, as, as part of that channel. Is that the way you're trying to supercharge that word of mouth is you're trying to locate 
those, tell me a little bit about that process of getting into and finding those momvertizers. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That whole uh, that that whole swath because you've got to find the right people. You have to decide what scale you're going to work out work at. Is it is it yeah. going to be a lot of moms everywhere? You're going to find the key ones. Yeah. How does it work? Yeah. And again, we're we're just at the beginning stages of this, but no, you're absolutely right. I think influencers and momfluencers are are very critical, but for us. For us, it's incredibly important to have trust and transparency. And we always wanna be doing the right thing for the consumer. And we know in this industry, there's a lot of claims and a lot of benefits um, that, that, are, that are touted. And so we really wanna make sure we're getting the right uh, type of influencers um, with that credibility and that trust and transparency that we hold ourselves to as a brand and as a business. And we want to make sure anybody who's speaking on behalf of Smarty Pants um, has that same trust and transparency. So let's talk about brand differentiation and messaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm old enough that I remember Flintstones vitamins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I remember the pitch of let's let's make a vitamin that kids will like and actually take. Um, and 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 that actually sort of went off going back many, many decades. That went off the deep end, too, because there are too many kids who treated them like candy. But um, I'm curious about uh, tell us in a in an increasingly cluttered field, especially the supplement space, um, especially the DSC supplement space, especially when you start getting into Amazon. Um, how are you, what are the key brand differentiators? What's the messaging here? How are you really standing out other than a pretty cute name? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this really goes back to the founding story, right? So two parents were walking the vitamin aisle and they could not find an all-in-one comprehensive formula that they felt really good about in terms of the uh, amount of nutrients, the type of nutrients, but then equally something that their kids would actually take. Um, and that was really the whole beginnings of Smarty Pants. And so our core values and how we design our formulations so that they are differentiated is around smart, simple, and true. So we like to think of ourselves as a bit of kind of like scientific nerds a little bit in terms of a, the smart piece. So we have the most nutrients and the most bioavailable type of nutrients in our actual formulas, which is a key differentiator for ours for ourselves. And we work with our scientific advisory board to really help us get the leading edge science in the actual vitamins themselves. The simple part is actually the hardest thing that we do because the simple part is actually fitting into our consumers' lifestyles. And so it has to be delicious to take. We all know where, you know, we've had a million vitamins in our cupboard that you like end up buying and never touching again, where, you know, multivitamins don't work if you don't take them every single day right? So it's an investment in your family's health. And so it has to be delicious in terms of regimen and really making sure that it's taken on a daily basis. So that's the smart and the simple. And then the true part is we've been purpose-led from day one. And so again, we're always trying to do the right thing for the consumer. And as part of our giving program, um, I love this part of the founding story. Before we even sold one bottle of Smarty Pants, we actually had a partnership with Vitamin Angels. Um, so every time that we um, that consumers choose Smarty Pants, we actually give uh, donations to Vitamin Angels so that they can then say uh, go into um, countries all around the world, including the U.S., with these life-saving nutrients for for moms and kids. So uh, that's a lot to get across. At yes. the end at the end cap or at the at the uh at the sampling station. Uh 
So I'm curious, what does that actually look like in execution? So when you're trying yes. to convince people, look, there's science here, there's something very different here from what everything else that you're seeing, who are all claiming to be healthy. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the kind of messaging you choose to do and the way you choose to do it, the way in which you sort of arm both your influencers, but also your people on the ground, your sample yes. givers, um, yes. and the kind of messaging that you'll will actually see in store yeah. that try to get that across efficiently. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we only have that one main message, right? And that one point of, of time to, to get the message across. And it always comes back to the, first of all, the why, right? In terms of, you know, why do parents want multivitamins for their kids? So again, this is about, you know, we actually find our target, or we call them health optimizers, right? So they want the best for their, for their children. So in that messaging, at that point of purchase or at the demonstration in the sampling, first of all, it's about the why. Right. So um, 90 percent plus Americans uh, don't get enough nutrients in their diet um, in terms of whole foods. And that's why supplements as a category comes in. So first of all, it's the why is the investment in your in your health or your children's health. And then, of course, um, you know, the taste category driver, you know, in terms of they will take this. And then the reason to believe is really around all of our nutrients, our certifications, et cetera. So yeah, so it's the why, it's they will mm -hmm. take this, and then here's you know the reasons to believe in the reassurance of why we're better. Keep it very keep it very simple, very focused on those yeah. on those key key drivers. Um how one of the challenges that CPGs all have, especially you know, a company like like yours, which really is very reliant on the retail channel, um, is creating greater deeper relationships with your own customers getting i mean for the for the marketing geeks it's how do we get that first party relationship how do we get that first party data how, how do we talk to them directly um i'm curious what are some of the things that you guys are doing to try to affect that since you don't have if you're working through direct channels you're tending to work more through third parties like an amazon than your own site What's the what's the state of that first party relationship with your own customers and what do you do to try to cultivate it? Or do you, do you feel really in the end you need it that much? Yeah. So, again, I, I think you're right. Absolutely. And but I will say that Smarty Pants is very much at the beginning stages of this. And so um, that is where, as I mentioned before, our DTC channel, we do really look at it as that marketing channel in terms of that first party data. Um, so that absolutely is the intent and strategy behind it. But I would say that we're at very early stages in, in that. Uh, as we were coming out of COVID, what sort of customer journeys are you seeing now? Um, mm. there is, um, you know, during during the lockdowns where you're, I, I'm guessing that you're direct <clears throat> consumer channels, both at grocery, but also at um, at at something like Amazon, uh, an online marketplace like Amazon were booming. What are you seeing now in terms of the uh, where and where and when and how people want to shop coming out of this lockdown? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, during the pandemic, that's where we were really nicely positioned because Amazon is our, our biggest footprint. So during the pandemic, um, obviously, as as consumers were going into the e-commerce channel, um, that's really where our we were able to serve them, supply them and obviously um, accelerate our, our growth through that channel. Obviously now post-pandemic, uh, post we are seeing kind of the dust settle, right? So clearly there are still more people on e-com than there was you know, in, in 2019. But obviously we see the 
foot traffic now in terms of um, bricks and mortar um, starting starting to increase. Um, so that footprint, you know, we do see those consumer behavior changes, um, you know, into into the typical retail channels. I will say now with the whole kind of economic anxiety, um, we are starting to see that people really want less shopping trips and more of the one-stop shop. Um, so, so certain channels are benefiting from that versus others. But, um, you know, if you think of a mass channel where people can go and kind of get everything they need in that, in that one shop, um, you know, they're starting to see that, that benefit of foot traffic. Are you starting to see, um, pricing pressures? Are you, are you seeing, are you seeing cost pressures on you, um, for, uh, in the supply chain as well? And then also, uh, customer, customer reticence to spend as much? Yeah, so I think um, I don't think there's any industry that's not feeling, you know, cost pressures. Absolutely. Um, so, so we absolutely see that from a consumer standpoint. It's really interesting because, as you know, we are a premium brand, um, and because of the nutrients and the forms that that we put in. Um, but what's actually interesting in this, it, it may seem kind of counterintuitive, but um, from a value proposition, where in in tough economic times. Um, when people are choosing to put their dollars in something like a multivitamin and investing in their in their child's health, when they, you know, everybody's just worried about gas and and you know the price of the price of groceries, what we're finding is people want every single dollar to work as hard as possible, which actually makes sense from a smarty pants perspective because again, the amount of nutrients you're actually getting per dollar is actually a bigger value proposition. Um, for you versus going to something that may have a, a cheaper overall sticker price. So it's interesting. And I've seen this actually play out in other categories as well over my my years in CPG that premium products, because you're actually getting more out of it, um, tend to actually resonate in, in recessionary times. Well, is that a hope for the coming recession or is that an actual reality? Are you seeing sales actually continue to grow or at least maintain maintain status quo as people are feeling more constrained or is this going to be the pitch as you move into maybe yeah time? so so it's interesting we're actually looking at that those patterns now of the whole vms category the whole vitamin supplement category and what's interesting is you have both factors you have the kind of slowing down of the pandemic but then you have the economic piece. Mm -hmm. And so we definitely do see a slowing down overall, still way bigger than 2019. But again, the dust is kind of settling. But you still have when it comes to benefits, um, you know, whether it be heart health or eye health or cognitive stress, I mean, people still absolutely have that in today's time, if anything, even even more. So, um, so we see more people sticking with the category again because it's more proactive health. Health and wellness is now on the forefront of everybody's mind. But definitely, we see um, dust settling in terms of post pandemic as as well. Well, are you anticipating that now? And you're, I mean, you seem to have a very clear vision of this idea that premium products in this category actually can weather uh, weather the storm better than others because people are dedicated to their health uh, in those premium categories. It sounds like you've already set yourself up for shifting maybe some of your creative towards that messaging to kind of reinforce that idea. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so that is messaging. We've always had value messaging, if you will, in terms of being an all-in-one comprehensive. But so we we have had that throughout the last ten years. But I would say definitely um, making sure that that's at the forefront going into twenty twenty three in terms of what you're actually getting for every dollar will be critical for us. What do you think are going to be the main challenges next year? 
Yeah. So I, I think like we've just talked about, I think, you know, and, and we're talking about how the pandemic is slowing down. We still have to get through cold and flu season. So we'll see kind of where the market is, where consumers are in terms of, you know, the, the economic piece. But I think our biggest challenges are always wanting to make sure, especially as a small challenger brand is how we see ourselves. How do we make sure actually that we're always where the consumer is in terms of where she needs um, new benefits. So when we think of innovation, how do we make sure that we're always leading science and always providing um, her with what she's looking for going forward? So we're always thinking, you know, we're product obsessed, we're consumer obsessed. And so a big challenge that we put on ourselves is how do we make sure that we have the right innovation, the right cadence of innovation so that we can be top of mind for her going forward? Well, give us a little give us a little uh, sense of that. What what do you think is going to be the next big thing in health and wellness? Are there particular themes that you see on the horizon where we're going to start seeing a, a movement towards a particular theme? Yeah, so um, so it's interesting because we have we have regular um, check-ins with our scientific advisory board, but we always have one big summit each year where they actually bring to us what the next leading, you know, the what where the science is taking us. Um, so that is actually coming up next month, and so we're actually looking forward to like where where is the consumer going? Um, I think there's a lot of focus again on cognitive. We see a lot of focus on microbiome in terms of gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, of course, you know, people are always very concerned about what's in what's in their products. So I think the free froms in terms mm-hmm. of, um, you know, whether it's free from allergens, etc. Right. In terms of knowing that it's a, a really clean product um, is going to be a big trend going forward. Well, Brenda Demers of Smarty Pants, thank you so much for your time today. I hope we'll see you soon at one of our upcoming summits. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for hitting play on MediaPost's Brand Insider podcast. We're here each week interviewing marketing executives from large and small, legacy and emerging brands. They share their experiences navigating the challenges of commercial clutter, media distraction, and consumer disinterest. You can also subscribe to the Brand Insider newsletter for edited text editions of these Q&As. For this and all of the marketing and media news reporting MediaPost has provided the industry for two decades, head over to MediaPost.com. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions for Brand Insider, you can always reach me, Steve Smith, at steve at mediapost.com. Until next week, let's market carefully out there.